Happy New Year. Would you stand and sing with us? Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in, oh, his grace for me, oh, his love Y'all can be seated. Happy New Year, Fellowship family. Happy, happy New Year. I am so thankful uh, that we get to usher in a new year together as a body, as we sing and worship and sit under teaching and reflect and pray and remember. I'm really, really thankful for the opportunity as a whole family, from, from infants to not infants, to get to worship together uh, and remember and look back and look forward on 2023. Um, 
Last week during the Christmas Eve service, I was sitting over on this side of the worship foyer, which doesn't happen to me very often, and as we were worshiping and singing, um, there was a, a kind of a, a prompting from the Holy Spirit that um, began to stir in my heart and mind, and again, that doesn't happen very often, so when it does, I tend to listen, or I've learned to listen and to obey, and um, I realized I was walking into Christmas, kind of the Christmas season, with a lot of exhaustion and some anxiety, um, we, we as a family were coming into the holiday season with less family members than we began the year with, and uh, we both have, had job changes, and my wife and I are trying to figure out how to raise a 19-month-old daughter, and just all of the things that I think maybe average life kind of brings about um, was really, really weighing on me, and I'd realized that, um, over the last couple of weeks or months that I had flipped my, my being and my doing for Jesus, and I'd gotten them out of order. And I'd realized that my doing the things for God was taking maybe the lead foot rather than being the beloved child of God that I am. And um, operating out of that for too long, I've, I've come to learn, is really unhealthy, like doing the things of God for God rather than allowing myself to be who I am because of Jesus. Um, it can be a hard place to operate out of. And the, the prayer, maybe the thing that was uh, setting in on my heart is, um, is this prayer that I'll share with you. And um, it's very, very simple. And it's something that I found myself praying during that worship service, and it's something that I want to carry with me into 2023 as a daily prayer. And the prayer is this, Jesus, help me to find joy in your love today. Jesus, help me to find joy in your love today. And that's a prayer that I want, I want to pray over myself before I get out of bed in the morning. The one simple line, help me to find joy in your love today. It's also a prayer I want to pray over my family and a prayer that I want to pray over our students, our 7th through 12th grade FSM students, and also over us, over us as, a, as a body of believers. And um, speaking of that prayer, help us find joy in your love today. I actually think that's kind of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, that every single day we are growing in our ability to find the joy and the grace and the peace uh, and the truth and the maturity and the life that is in the love of Jesus each and every day, even if we don't feel like it's all that easy or like he's very close. And um, one of the things I'm praying for, hard transition here, for some of our students is a, a retreat we have coming up in a couple of weeks. I pray that we have students who don't yet know the joy found in Jesus, that they will, they will find their, their joy in the love of Jesus after this retreat. And um, let me let you in on a little secret. There's nothing special about this retreat. Like, it's, there's nothing crazy that we do. We, uh, we worship together. We eat meals together. We talk as friends together. We play dodgeball together. Um, and we freeze our tails off. Like, that's what we do uh, on this retreat in January. But the, the beauty of coming together in community and finding um, ways to belong together, to become disciples and behold Jesus for who he is as a family is really, really cool. And so if you're in ninth and 10th grade, you're invited. If you have a ninth or 10th grader in your home, they're invited. Um, if you haven't registered for Chill Out yet, it's in a couple of weeks, we'd love for you to register. If you're not in ninth or 10th grade, and that's the majority of you in this room, I haven't left you out. Um, I actually haven't asked for you. We, uh, we as a team put together some prayer prompts, and I ask that you would actually take a picture of these and from now until the 13th, when we leave to go to New Life Ranch, would you commit to pulling up that picture on your phone and praying one or two of these prompts? Um, could be a minute, a minute and a half. You can pray all of them. But knowing that we'd be heading into a retreat to learn about the things of God, to learn how to find our, our joy in his love, 
Um, knowing that we have the backing of the fellowship family would be really, really cool and be really important to me knowing that you as a family are praying for the growth and the development and the maturity of our ninth and 10th grade students. Um, and then final announcement before we, we go on into some more, some more worship and some teaching is uh, starting next week, it, during the 845 service, Robert Cup is going to be teaching Panorama of the Bible. If this is the first time or if you've never taken this class, I highly, highly recommend it. It is maybe the best class um, for understanding the expanse of God's love throughout the entire narrative of Scripture. He starts in Genesis, walks through all the movements into Revelation. It's a phenomenal class. I remember taking it as a high schooler. I remember then taking it as a college student. I remember being uh, forced to take it as a resident ministry, uh, a ministry resident a couple of years ago. And every single time that I've engaged with this material in this class, um, I've fallen more in love with the things of God and, maybe, and even like the, the people that God has, uh, has come to rescue, which is all of us. And um, it's a really, really great resource. And that starts here in just a week. And... Uh, I would ask, too, that, <clears throat> well, actually, I would just ask that you all would stand, and uh, I want to pray that prayer over us that I'm going to pray for myself, and pray for my family, and pray for our students, and pray for our leaders, and pray for our community, and also pray for us as a family this morning. The simple, simple prayer that we'd find our joy in Jesus's love today. Jesus, help us to find joy in your love today. May that be true this morning. May that be true as we reflect and remember on the year past and look forward to the year coming. May we find our joy in your love today and every single day moving forward. And when we fail to do so, will you help us and, and teach us and grow us to do just that? We love you. Amen.
Lord Jesus, that is our simple prayer. We are standing before you because of what Jesus and Jesus alone has done for us. So now our simple prayer is simply increase our joy in your love. May we find our satisfaction in you. In the same way we watched little Wren try to toddle up on stage to get to her daddy. As Kyle was opening the service, would you cause that to be our heart's affection? Jesus, draw us to the Father through what you do and have done. We thank you that your love is causeless, that it didn't start with us. We thank you that your love is measureless, that it has no limits. And we thank you that your love is ceaseless, that it will never, ever end. We love you. We find our joy in you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And happy new year. Goodness, look around. This is full, very different than the first service this morning. The first service was just filled with people who rung in New Year's on London time, went to bed about 8.30. You were the ones who stayed up and got here this morning as well. Well done. So good to see you this morning. Hey, uh, since we have so many high, stu high school students uh, with us this morning, how many of you for this year, 2022, was the year that you either started learning to drive or got your driver's license? Let me see hands. Several of you. Yeah, one of you is in our house and got your license. And uh, it's an odd thing to teach somebody how to drive. And when you start teaching a 14-year-old how to drive, you have to tell them things like, don't forget to check your mirror. How counterintuitive is that? You're going forward, so don't forget to occasionally look back. Why is that? Well, it's because if you've been driving any amount of time, you know that you drive forward more confidently when occasionally you can glance backwards and see where you've been or what's behind you. And we know that you can still drive forward without looking back. I mean, we've all been on those long-distance trips before where you've packed way too much stuff in the cargo area and you can't see behind you. You know you can still get there. You're just a little more anxious while you drive. Now, we have a need to look back if we're going to confidently look forward. And today is the day of new beginnings. We have 2022 in the rearview mirror, 2023 out the front windshield, and God, every time he takes his people on a journey forward, he usually begins that by having us take a time to look back. That's why when you look at the Old Testament, every time you see God-ordained altars, 
God-ordained altars are just rearview mirrors, a chance to look back at what God has done so that you can, can confidently move forward. In fact, one of the biggest episodes of that came when the children of Israel were finally moving out of 40 years in the desert, finally had stepped foot into the promised land. God had opened up the uh, Jordan River miraculously. They walked on dry land, and they find themselves on the other side of the river in the promised land, and just before their commission to go and take the land, he makes them stop, build an altar, and look in the rearview mirror. Take a look at Joshua chapter 4, verse 1. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe. Tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing. Carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. Then he continues in verse 5. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel. For how long? forever. Interesting. Before they drive out into what's out the front windshield, he makes them look into the rearview mirror in a creative way, and the rearview mirror that God uses, that altar, is called memorial stones. These memorial stones are going to continue to speak for generations. These memorial stones are going to continue to give them the, the regular practice of looking back so that they can move forward forever was all part of the process of helping them remember. And remembering well is absolutely critical to living well. In fact, the Hebrew word remember, it's like, it's a huge important word in the Old Testament. It's the word zakar. It's used 165 times in the Old Testament. And it has twofold meaning. See, we think of remember as just bring something to mind. That's not the Hebrew way of remembering. It's to call it to mind and then call it out. To remember it here and to speak it here so that the community of God's people would begin to relive the story in a way that would give them confidence to move forward. See, over and over again, the Bible simply says this, never forget to remember, recall it, speak it. And that's what stones do. Our family has been stacking memorial stones, literally figurative items, for the last 24 years. But the stones we use are three-by-five cards. And I don't know how or why this idea came to me in 1998. Our children at that time were all in school age, so the fourth one was finally in kindergarten, and the oldest one was, I don't know, around 11 or so. And we started New Year's Eve family dinner together, and I decided this New Year's Eve needed to be a little different. So I passed out six three-by-five cards, and I asked the family, put this year, 1998, on one side, then flip it over and put 1999 on the other side. And then we took some time to actually go around and remember 
look back on that previous year and ask the question, where do we see the fingerprints of God and his faithful love all over that year? And be specific. And then they turned the card over and I said, now imagine next year we're around the table again and you're getting to write the fingerprints of God in this new year. What do you want to see God do? This is not a time for New Year's resolutions. Nothing wrong with New Year's resolutions. But New Year's resolutions tend to look at what we are gonna do, right? No, these are the fingerprints of what God will do in the new year. We went around and we shared uh, what was on those cards. That has become the most important holiday tradition our family has over the last two and a half decades. In fact, in our firebox at home, you'll see birth certificates, a marriage license, you'll see these three by five cards stacked in there as memorial stones of our family. It's changing year by year. This last year was only three cards. In a couple of years, it'll just be Lisa and I, two cards. There may come a season in one of our lives where there's just one card. But God, still putting his fingerprints of love and faithfulness on our lives and giving us hope and confidence to move into the next year. Fun things have always made that list. You always will see a favorite trip or a new friend. Little things make the list. A new puppy one year, winning an award. Painful things reluctantly get put down on that list. That new puppy's death, cancer and treatment through the years. Tragic loss, loss of loved ones. Big things always make the list. Major move, birth of a new child, graduation, wedding, birth of a grandchild. The point is this. It's all part of the remembering. And again, remembering well is critical if we are gonna live well. But biblical remembering always looks in two directions. It always looks back. That's what memorial stones do so that they can take us forward to the future. And so now we wanna ask you to do that. Could you this morning, would you this morning take a remember tour yourself? We're gonna give you several minutes to just be quiet. Some of you are actually sitting with your family. Maybe you can do this together as a family out loud. Some of you are sitting in your small group, your community group. Others of you have come by yourself. That's great. Sometimes solo reflection is some of the sweetest reflection we do. But we're gonna give you two or three minutes during this service to simply look back, just the rear view mirror at this point, on 2022, and ask yourself, where have you seen the fingerprints of God? Little children, you have sheets that were passed out to you with fingerprints on them. You can write or color a picture of where you saw God put his fingerprints of faithfulness on your life. And maybe for adults, you'll pull your phone out, and you'll make a list of those, and you will collect memorial stones. Take some time to remember.
Feel free to be seated. Think of the lines you just sang. You just sang, here I raise my Ebenezer. Maybe a word you don't use except for the grumpy guy at the Christmas carol, Scrooge. Ebenezer, though, is a word that means stone of help. It's your memorial stone. Here I raise it, you say, which is what you wrote down on 2022. And then you sang, the goodness of God is running after me. You understand that stone of help is chasing you and leading you into 2023 as well. We look back so that we can look forward. Remembering, biblical remembering, is always two directions, backwards and forward. As we were singing, particularly during the first service this morning, I looked down at our few cards from last year that we did at New Year's Eve. Mine happened to be sitting at the top. I wrote down that last year by faith, I was hoping to see the fingerprints of God show up in 2022 through Fellowship Bentonville being launched in a way that glorifies Jesus Christ 
in Jesus Christ only. I think so. It's beginning to happen. I think it is. I uh, prayed, Lord, would you establish a, a healthy staff team and a healthy staff culture that would serve the people that we love so much? And I've got to tell you, I get a chance to work with men and women who I don't just admire, I love, and they love you. I said, Lord, would this be the beginning of hundreds of people in our city coming to faith in Jesus Christ? Lord, would you explode small groups throughout our city? That's beginning to happen. The fingerprints of God were showing up in 2022, even though I wrote this at the end of 2021. But I also wrote, would dad be able to come out of rehab and make it home? And that didn't happen like I wanted. He's home. But not where I wanted him to be. And yet, the fingerprints of God have been good and faithful, consistent. Looking back empowers us to look forward. That's what Joshua chapter 4 continues to say. In fact, you see Joshua chapter 4, verse 20. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones that they had taken out of the Jordan. And he said to the Israelites, in the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them. Don't forget what biblical remembering does. It calls it to mind and it calls it out. They speak it out. Israel crossed the Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. Notice that phrase, in the future. Memorial stones continue to tell us that you have a tomorrow, that God is not finished working among you yet. Remembering this way expects that the God who did work behind us will continue to work in front of us. And the the vision of this kind of remembering, well, the goal is pretty clear when you look at the very next verse, verse 24. He did this so that, purpose, so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful, and so that, purpose, so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Folks, this is the beauty of biblical remembering. It brings a sense of purpose in our hearts. Number one, that gives us confidence. You notice that first phrase. He said, he did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful. You can walk confidently into 2023, regardless of what it holds out the front windshield, because he is with you and purposely moving with power. But at the same time, it also gives humility. Look at the second purpose clause, so that you might always fear the Lord your God. In other words, the hero of 2023 for you is not you. The hero of my story is not me. It is Jesus Christ. And it reminds us that, number one, we are never alone. And number two, we are not stuck. God is walking with us. We're not alone. God is working in our 2023. We are not stuck. He who has been faithful in 2022 will be faithful in 2023. He who is faithful in the past generation is faithful in this generation and will be so in the next generation. 
And so part of memorial, memorial stones for my family is making sure we don't finish remembering by just looking back. We turn that card over. We write 2023 at the top, and we begin to ask, Lord, by faith, where do I hope to see your fingerprints this time next year? Again, not a time for New Year's resolutions. I do some of those. But I don't want to focus so much on what I can do. This is biblical remembering on what God can do and what we look forward to by faith. And so we'll take a couple of minutes to both not only look back as you just did, but also look forward. Ask the question right now, where are you hoping, what are you hoping God will do in 2023? And again, if you're taking notes on your phone or in a journal, write those down and begin to remember well.
looking back, um, I think one of the greatest gifts that the Lord has blessed me with personally this last year is this congregation, this family of friends and believers and brothers and sisters in Jesus. And looking forward as we were reflecting, it, the same goes for 2023, like getting to do life with you in this city and see uh, the light shine in dark places and lives being transformed and changed because of Jesus' love is the number one thing I'm looking forward to in this next season. Um, just a couple of announcements for you guys. If, uh, if you are interested and you'd like to, and we encourage it, we have Esther and Daniel books for sale in the foyer. They're $10 a piece. And um, we're gonna start Esther uh, next week, actually, this next Sunday. So it's gonna say in the spring, but it's like immediately. So we're gonna be in Esther and then in Daniel. Um, these are a great companion source for Sunday morning note-taking and also in your community groups as you gather together and you think through questions and prayer points and all of that. It's a phenomenal resource. If you'd like any of those, go ahead and pick them up in the foyer. If you're, uh, if you're an FSM, you can just put it on Parker Schatzman's tab and you'll be happy to pick it up, right? <laughs> Y'all hear that? Mark gave me the thumbs up. You couldn't see it, but just put it on Parker's, uh, Parker's tab. So, um, And then if you are a male in the room, if you're a guy, uh, we're going to have men's morning, and that's going to start this Wednesday. So this Wednesday, 6.30 a.m., above the offices in the great room, we have our men's morning. It's a, it's a really awesome time of life change stories, uh, some around-the-table Bible study, some donuts, and then just men's community. And so that is something that we're really excited about. Um, from the men's community ministry standpoint. We'd love to see each and every one of you there. Um, I'd like to pack that place out. And if you think that it doesn't apply to you, I may be too young or whatever, it does apply to you. Um, we would love, love to have you there. And then finally, um, if as you're reflecting on 2022, if it was bringing up pain or some despair or frustration or hurt, or maybe even looking forward into 2023, there's a lot of fear or, or unknown or any, maybe any other thing around that. If you need prayer, um, it's especially at a, a time of reflection, if you need prayer, our prayer team is right in front of the baptismal this morning, and we'd love to pray with you um, for whatever those things may be, even the good things, but especially if you're sitting there going, I just really, really need somebody to pray over me or pray for me or pray through something with me. Um, we wanna make ourselves available to that uh, for you. And um, as we leave, if y'all don't mind uh, slowly standing up and slowly leaving, the Musgraves would like to sing a benediction over us as we leave this morning. And it's uh, a song out of, out of Romans. Uh, it's a, a benediction that is pretty familiar to a lot of you, I imagine. Less familiar to us in FSM, but it is a beautiful way to end our morning together. God bless you. We love you. Have a great, great Sunday. Just